Let us pray. Gracious God, thank you. Thank you for the chance to come to be your children, to worship you, to be filled by your spirit. Now may you, by your spirit, guide the words that we each hear today, that it fills our hearts, encourages us, and calls us to you in our lives. And may you be in the meditations of my heart, that they be pleasing to you, and glorify your holy name. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you all have noticed so far that it's Transfiguration Sunday. Anybody have good plant big plans for this Transfiguration Sunday? Did any of you know before you came to church today that it was Transfiguration Sunday? Matt did, right? Vicky did too. I did. It was very exciting. You know what Transfiguration Sunday means, don't you? Lent starts next week. This is kind of how this works. In the church year, we have this Sunday, right before Lent begins, where we always talk about the transfiguration of Jesus. And every year I ask myself the same question, what is the transfiguration of Jesus? If you watched, I was looking up some stuff in my Bible, and it was just making sure I had some facts correct about this story. And so I thought, well, I'll go to the back and I'll see, you know, something about transfiguration, and it says, the transfiguration of Jesus, see Matthew 17. <laughs> I was like, wow, what a great definition. So what is this all about today? Well, this year I got to thinking about it and I realized the transfiguration of Jesus and this Sunday, we are going to start this Lenten season talking about the great what if. You ever had a great what if in your life? What if? You know, what if I had, what if I had listened to my child more? What if I had noticed that, you know, I can't even imagine the family of Rachel and the what ifs. My grandparents lost a son in his 30s to a thyroid problem. And it was something that should have been caught. And my grandma for the rest of her life was, what if that doctor had actually listened to him and noticed? You know, sometimes what-ifs come with anger, and sometimes they come with regret, and sometimes they come with possibility, new life. Today, as we journey up to the mountain with Jesus and the disciples, Jesus shows us the what-if of possibilities of new life with God. That, for me, is what the transfiguration of the Lord is about. It's a Sunday when we recognize we are not yet living in the world that God had planned for us. It's not here yet. We pray it. You know, when, when Pastor Kurt says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We yearn for this kingdom. We yearn for the everything to be about God's glory. We learn for that promise that we have from the book of Revelation where there's no more tears and no more crying and everything has been revealed and, and God's glory is known and everyone knows that God loves them and everyone has enough. Nobody's hungry. Nobody's without food or shelter or clothing. Everybody has what they need and everybody knows that God loves them 
in college, I was going to school to become a teacher, and I learned all about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Anybody familiar with that? And it was that it's very hard for a child to learn if a child is hungry. You can't learn, you can't grow, you can't, you can't better yourself if your basic needs aren't met. And so Maslow, he came up with all of the, the stepping stone of what you needed to get to the next step of, of growth and of learning. And, and it's the same way. And actually, the interesting part is, is in this hierarchy of needs, what you find out is where we look as the people of Christ, the transformative nature of knowing you are loved and accepted. Do you know what step he puts it on? It's the very top. Because to be able to feel loved, expected, accepted, and wanted, you have to have all of your needs met. Whew. That means we've got a big job, don't we? We've got a big job as Christians to figure out then how it is that we help people recognize they're loved. It's why we do things like the clothing pantry, lost and found, because if people don't have clothes to wear, if they, if they can't find anything to wear to a job interview, or if their clothes are dirty or worn out, or you know, how hard is it to concentrate when you have to, you accidentally put on the pants that only fit last year and you've grown out of them, you know? It's really hard to concentrate because you're sitting there trying really hard to breathe. That's why we have the boat. I was so impressed with the boat. I was so excited. Do you know that things don't fit in the boat anymore? Isn't that great? I brought in my, so it's really fun. Um, they, they did a drive at Donovan right before we moved. And so we went to Costco and we bought a whole sleeve of the paper plates, you know, because that's my donation every year. And then in the midst of it, it was in October, which was when I found out we were moving. And I, I went there every day, but I never made it to get the plates to Donovan. And so you, we announced that the drive was happening this year, and I brought the plates. <laughs> so I came last Sunday, or Tuesday, actually. They were in my office. They made it that far. And I took them over, and I'm like, they don't fit. That was a wonderful problem. They didn't fit. We do that because of the fact that we know that people need to have their basic needs met, and so we, we meet those basic needs, don't we? In a little while, we're going to take up an offering, and I, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to give you anything for it, okay? We're not giving out gift cards at this time. We're not, what we're doing is we are providing a place of worship so that you can share what God has given to you so that it can then be used in whatever ways it needs to be used so people can know God's love. And I want you to know that most of the world, when you start to teach this to a child, they look at you like you're crazy. Because this is not how the world works, is it? You don't give something away and get nothing in return. Have you ever loaned money expecting not to get it back? Or if you get it back, you don't charge interest? That's, that 
that's not what the credit card companies say. And that interest will eat you alive. We live in a different way of being. We focus, instead of focusing on the ways of the world, Transfiguration Sunday reminds us we live in God's glory. And it's not what the world would expect, would want, would see. You know, we have a scripture today from Matthew 17 where Jesus has just told the disciples. He said just, they were all talking in Matthew 16 at the end. They were all talking about who would be great with Jesus, who would sit on his right, and, and who would be with him, and who was pretty much, they were like a bunch of kids arguing about who was his favorite. And Jesus looked at him and he said, just so you all know, none of you will be able to do what I'm going to do and all of you will have to take up your cross if you're going to follow me. And if you read the heading in 16, I can't even remember where it starts, but it starts with Jesus predicts his death. And yet we celebrate that death every year. We call it Good Friday. You ever wondered why we call it good? The disciples didn't call it good. Because they didn't know about Easter. And so we take this next 40 days. It takes 46 days to make it 40 days. No, not really. Next 46 days, but we, we count 40 because every Sunday is a little Easter the little remembrance of the resurrection to give us hope in the midst of the, what Jared often calls the navel-gazing of Lent. You know what navel-gazing is? It's when you look at yourself. You don't look at your neighbor and say, man, if they'd only change something, you know? It's easier to look at your neighbor, isn't it? I know that. But we look at ourselves and we say, how am I doing with you, God? And we're going to look at worship and we're going to look at study and we're going to look how we're doing in worship if we're if we're studying and learning more about God if we are serving if we are giving and if we are sharing and by sharing it's not sharing our things it's sharing our faith and so I invite you to look for yourself um we have books and if you bought a book you get a, a prayer book devotional that has little prompts every day. If you didn't buy a book but you want a prayer book, um, Wednesday we'll be giving those out as well. And if we need more, we'll order them really fast. But it's, it's just that reminder of focusing on ourselves to say, okay, God, how am I doing in this walk with you? Because, see, if we're like the disciples who went up with Jesus, and I got to tell you, I don't know about you, but I am. I'm very much like Peter, James, and John who went up that mountain. And they, they went up, and, and Jesus had just told them that he was going to die, and he's like, and I just want you all to know, I now need some time to pray. I need some time to spend with God. I need to be strengthened, encouraged, because this is a lot for anyone. And so he goes up on this mountain, and while he's there, he starts praying, and the disciples are watching, and all of a sudden they see Jesus transfigured. It's like he takes on God's glory and there's a person, two people with him, 
nobody knows who they were. We believe it was Moses and Elijah, but Jesus doesn't say, hey, Peter, James, and John, I'd like you to meet my good friend Moses and my good friend Elijah. No. We assume that because they are pillars of faith in our tradition as Christians and in the tradition of Judaism. And so they see him transfigured and, and they see him take on God's glory and, and they say the understanding is he, it's like peace personified. Love is, is pure and holy and all is good and it's like looking at and being in the midst of God's glory and Peter and James and John are all going, oh, and Peter goes, oh, we're just going to build something and we're going to stay right here. We're not going anywhere. And isn't that us humans? It's good right now, let's not move. It's okay right now, let's not, let's not rock the boat, let's not do anything different. And the minute Peter says those words, Jesus is like, no, it's gone. Because he can't stay there. He was like, let's just take everything of the world, everything that you're sitting here today and you brought at your time of prayer. Because we don't share it all. Grief. Money troubles. Stress about work. Frustration with someone. Anything that it is you're bringing. Maybe it's a worry about a diagnosis that you're going to get or or a realization that things, health is not what it used to be, or there's so many examples of what rocks our world. And all of a sudden things are different, and we're like, let's just leave it all behind and just be in God's glory. And, and so Peter's like, I, he was afraid. He's like, I don't want to go back. I just want to be here. And God says, this is my son, my beloved. I love him. Listen to him. And it's like, oh. And if you think about listening to Jesus, you find out that Jesus' life up to now is one where it's not about making everyone happy. It's one about serving. It's one about sharing his faith. It's one about encouraging people and, and helping people realize when they believe what happens. When they trust in God, the glory that is shown, it's about going to the people who, who have never heard that God loves them, the sinners, and eating with them and letting them know this promise, this hope, this glory is for them too. And he made lots of people mad as he did it. And see, the hope was that they'd go back down the mountain and that everybody would listen to Jesus and Jesus wouldn't have to die on the cross. God's glory would be revealed and everything would be good. And that was the, that's what we yearn for, isn't it? That's what, why Peter wanted to stay there. Everything's good right now. Except they had to go back down. So I invite you to take your time on the mountain today. Matt has picked great songs for this. Worshiping God, majesty, we fall down. All of the songs that we need to remind us. When we honor God, glory happens. And it fills our, our hearts, our souls, all of who we are. And we're encouraged and we're strengthened. And 
and we just want to stay here, don't we? But in about 10 minutes, I'm going to give a benediction, and we're going to leave. Darn it. Or maybe good, because after all, Don and Millie's is calling, let's be honest. And so then the question becomes, how do we take the worship and the glorifying God that we've experienced here in the peace and the, the being able to bring everything to God? That's what worship is. The good and the bad, all of it gets brought and we say, here, God, remind us that you are big enough for all of this. And then we go. And as we go, we go remembering that as Jesus and the disciples came down that mountain, it wasn't perfection they lived in. It wasn't, a, they, they weren't then without suffering. In fact, there was lots of suffering. And there, but there was still lots of serving and there was lots of helping and there was lots of standing up and saying, this is what I'm about. And there was a heading to a cross. And blood was shed. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we know, even as we head into Lent, that we are going to get to Easter. And resurrection will happen. And God's new life will be here. And we don't have to wait. That's what the transfiguration reminds us. We don't have to wait. We can stop at any moment of any day and say, God, help and it's like this peace can come about and we can be guided and we can be humbled and we can worship and then we can keep sharing because we live in a promise that in death there's a resurrection and new life and it's a new life we can experience every day when we call upon the Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you. That you have created us in your great wisdom. Guide us to love you, to worship you, to honor you, to remember to call upon you. Guide us to look at areas we can be better. And guide us to do this in your community, with your people, so that we can... Remember, we aren't alone. And may the people that you guide us to be with, may it encourage as more and more learn of your love, of your grace, of your forgiveness, of your hope. Learn of you. Help us, God, to know how to give, how to share, what you're calling us to do to serve you. So that not only we, not only Jesus, can be transfigured by your love, but this whole world can know your glory. Amen.